Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This devotional is titled, Prophetic Stage Setting, Israel Back in the Land. In 70 AD, the Jewish temple was destroyed and the Jews were scattered. For nearly 2,000 years, they remained out of the land. But then, in fulfillment of prophecy, they returned back to the land of promise. In order for last day's prophecy to be fulfilled, Israel has to be back in the land. That happened in 1948. And not only do they have to be back in the land, they have to be in possession of Jerusalem. That happened in 1967. Ezekiel 38, verse 8 says, After many days you will be visited. In the latter years you will come into the land of those brought back from the sword and gathered from many people on the mountains of Israel, which had long been desolate. They were brought out of the nations, and now all of them dwell safely. The Bible plainly teaches the return of Israel to the land in conjunction with, quote, the latter years. For this reason, prophecy scholars often refer to this reality as the last day's super sign. The fulfillment of most all other last days prophecies is dependent upon this reality. Note four points. A. Prophetically, Israel first returns to the land in blindness. That is prior to the time of their national conversion, which is the case today. Ezekiel 37, 3 and 4 says, And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. And he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. The dry bones represent unconverted Israel. Ezekiel 37, 11 and 12 goes on to say, Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. So we don't have to wonder uh, what these bones represent. He continues, They indeed say, Our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. The graves of these dry bones have been the nations of the world. And God says, I will cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. That's where they are today. Dry bones back in the land of Israel. Israel... Israel, although back in the land, and this is the second point, B, Israel, although back in the land, is living in a divided land. Jerusalem, the capital, is divided. And also the rest of the land is terribly divided. It is for this express reason that God states he will bring judgment upon the entire world. <laughs> we ought to take note of that. Joel 3, 2 says... And I also will gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. And I will enter into judgment with them there. Why? On account of my people, my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations. 
They have also divided up my land. The Jews have been scattered among the nations. And now in recent times, they have returned to the Holy Land from all over the world. However, it is a divided land, with the Palestinians controlling many pockets of territory throughout Israel and also the Gaza Strip. And note, God takes it personal, saying, quote, They have also divided up my land. This is God's land. He's given it to the Jews, but God says it's my land. Almost every peace plan involves a further dividing up of the land. God does not appreciate this, and it serves as a foreshadowing of what is on the horizon in terms of God's coming judgment. C. Israel is the focal point of world tensions. The prophetic scriptures show us that in the end, the entire world will be rallied against the city of Jerusalem as seen in Zechariah 12.3 and Zechariah 14.2. Even today, the most volatile piece of real estate on the planet is the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. This is but a foreshadowing of what is yet to come. And then D. Israel is desperate for peace. It is their number one desire, and yet so elusive. Daniel 9.26 addresses the gap period in relationship to Israel prior to the 70th week of Daniel. This is where we live today. The end of the verse literally reads, quote, Till the end shall be war, desolations are determined. This is Israel's ongoing experience. The only thing that breaks this ongoing cycle of war desolations will be the seven-year covenant with Antichrist that Daniel 9.27 goes on to address. When the United States <clears throat> decided to pull most of its troops from Syria, immediately there was a great vacuum, which has largely been, which has largely been filled by Russia. One commentator wrote, quote, All roads to Syria now run through Moscow. Israel is no longer thinking it can rely on America and is scrambling for new allies that will be there for them. Where will they look? I wonder, where will they look? This is consistent with the basic trajectory that the Bible predicts for the end times. Into this vacuum at some point will step the Antichrist who comes out of Europe, the revived Roman Empire. I'm not dogmatic here, but if there is one text in the Bible that may allude specifically to the United States of America, the United States of America it's found in Ezekiel 38.13. We read there, again this is a context of the war of Gog and Magog, and it says there, Ezekiel 38.13, Sheba, Dedan, and the merchants of Tarshish, and all their young lions will say to you, that is to Gog and and Magog, this confederacy of northern nations that has come against Israel. Uh, these nations, Sheba, Dedan, Tarshish, and all their young lions will say to you, Gog, have you come to take plunder? Have you gathered your army to take booty? To carry away silver and gold? To take away livestock and goods? To take great plunder? The context of Ezekiel 38 is the latter days war of Gog and Magog. Sheba and Dedan are the Arabs living in the modern day uh, uh, Arabia and the Gulf states. 
Tarshish was a term that in ancient times described the western extreme of human civilization. The farthest parts west. Some think it may refer to Spain. Others think it prophetically depicts Britain, with her young lions referring to the British colonies that became countries such as the United States, Canada, and Australia. If, and I say if, this be the case... Note that when this powerful northern coalition led by Russia, as depicted in Ezekiel 38 and 39, comes against Israel, then all these western countries, all they will do is raise anemic questioning objections. It would seem they either don't want to or they are not able to do anything about it. This fits the current trajectory with the United States pulling back and with Russia advancing in the region. It fits with the current alignment now happening to Israel, the Gulf states, and the United States. This certainly aligns with stage-setting realities. Although the church will not see the Antichrist or endure the tribulation period, yet we see Israel back in the land, and thus we see the day approaching. Live ready, Maranatha, the star witness to fulfilled prophecy is Israel, and specifically Israel back in the land. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your nation, Israel, the witness nation, the one witness nation, really. Uh, you have a witness people in the church scattered throughout the whole world now and what you're doing in the church age. But as far as a witness nation, it's Israel. And in order for last day's prophecy to be fulfilled, uh, Israel has to be back in the land. They're there. They have to have possession of Jerusalem. They do. It has to be a divided land. It is. Lord, again, we thank you for your word. Help us indeed to live ready. Perhaps today you will come for your church. Lord, help us to be busy about our Father's business in light of uh, the trends of the time, as it were. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.